the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Welcome to hour two of tonight's Andrea K Show on this Christmas weekend. Got to give a shout out and say Merry Christmas and thank you so much to my friend Sandra. Sandy Matthew and Grandpa, thank you for not just the Christmas card, but especially the recipe for a cookie recipe. This one came in second place in a nationwide cookie contest, and it looks absolutely amazing. Sandy, I cannot wait to try this, make make this uh, recipe this weekend and try it because it looks absolutely, I think, I, I think you posted some pictures of these white chocolate cranberry cookies on Facebook, and my mouth was watering. So thank you, thank you. I'm going to be cooking these up this weekend. I've got to decide who I think is worthy of me sharing them with. I may decide just to keep them all. <laughs> I may Grinch it and keep it all for myself. Speaking of Grinch and Bah Humbug, could there eat, could there be anything worse um, than putting your kid on a school bus uh, at Christmas time or, or you know winter time and the bus conking out because it's one of them EV buses and it ain't got any power on the way into the station tonight. Sesame, this is so funny. I was oh well, I almost for, I forgot to bring you in. I just started talking to him like I had already introduced him. It's the one and only. It's DJ Sesame Broccolini. I love me some Sesame Broccolini. This guy, fiery like a dragon. Like a dungeon dragon. High heat. Sesame. Broccolini. That's a couple nights in a row now. I know. (laughs) I appreciate the enthusiasm, though. It's it's okay. Carry on. Don't let Sesame get in the way of your... your, your, It's your show, not mine. Well, I was on my way into the station. I I made a pit stop on the way here. And so I look over, and there is a huge AAA truck, like a roadside assistance truck. And, And then I see an enormous cord coming out of it. I've never seen, and I've had to call AAA a few times because I've had some issues recently. In fact, I even talked about it on the show. Um, I, I, I had, I ended up on the side of the road, and it recently, and ended up not being a major repair. Um, but it, my car had to be towed because the car shut itself down, so it wouldn't do any damage. So it was one of those situations. Yeah. Um, and and the the AAA driver who came to tow my car i mean that the truck was like half what the size of this thing was so then i'm realizing as i'm driving slowly by that it was it was uh, it was charging a tesla (laughs) 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 and on the other side of the parking lot 
were Tesla charging uh, charging stations. <laughs> it was so dead, it couldn't even make it over. <laughs> I had never seen this size of a AAA truck. So then, so we've got some fun, um, e- uh, you know, electric vehicle stories to share with you guys. The time to at least this por- person, it was a woman, and she was decked out. She had her luxury bag on. You know the type of you know the type of housewife we've got here in San Diego County, Sesame. Right. I mean, these are the women that got their Lululemon, you know, yoga pants on, $800 sneakers. 20 bucks for a cup of coffee. 20 bucks for a cup Mm -hmm. of coffee, Mm -hmm. dripping in the labels. Mm -hmm. And she's standing out there like looking at the Rolex, like I got to get out of here. And I'm like, sister friend, you ain't going nowhere for a while. Okay. But at least it was only like a chilly 61 degrees here in San Diego. In Maine, they were going to vote on the same kind of um, mandates that we have here in California. They were going to take a vote yesterday. In, uh, um, wh- what town was this in? I don't even – Maine is so small. I think this probably one vote was going to cover the entire state. I'm not sure what – oh, it was in Augusta, Maine, which uh, I haven't even heard of. So anyway, they were going to take a vote. They had had it planned. And uh, with Governor Janet Mills, and um, they were going to vote on implementing the same electric vehicle mandates that we have here in the state of California. But get this, they had to cancel the vote because they had a st- they had a, a power outage across fourteen main counties. <laughs> 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 and like most of the state was like had no power and even a democrat uh congressperson let me see what his name is democrat representative golden said a storm like yesterday's would render 80 percent of ev cars useless <laughs> oh wow <laughs> <laughs> um duh yeah right yeah it's it's just it, it's it's hard to get more ironic than that. It truly is. <laughs> and then I see, so I was already laughing on my way here with this woman. And and if she had been stranded on the side of the road, if she wasn't in the middle of a parking lot where she was steps from, you know, a Whole Foods, <laughs> <laughs> steps from, you know, across the street from a Trader Joe's, yeah, steps yeah. from Pete's Coffee, you know, <laughs> a Nordstrom Rack in the parking lot. Thank goodness you know, for Pete's Coffee Roasters when exactly, you Exactly, right. Right. I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't be laughing at her, mocking her. Um, But I mean, you know, at least in San Diego, if you find out you're stupid when it comes to this stuff, you're not freezing your hiney off. Right. In Maine right now, at least hat tip to the Democrat for speaking up and going, okay, hello. If we were to pass this mandate, 80 percent of cars in Maine would not be operable today. Okay, can we can we bring some sanity here? And then I see that Minnesota cities received millions of dollars in federal grants to buy electric buses for public transit, but the buses failed <laughs> in sub-zero temps. No. Yep. And had charging issues. Yeah. They were supposed to, these buses were supposed to be able to go 150 miles, I think, on a charge. They could only go 75 um, they were failing right and left in sub-zero temps, which is the opposite, at least, of like in Florida, where they were bursting in, uh, you know, into flames after hurricanes. Um, I don't know how many millions of our taxpayers' dollars have gone to this crap. We can laugh, but imagine if your kid was stuck on one of these buses in sub-zero temps and your kid was freezing, uh, trying to get home from school. Imagine that. 
Uh, this company where they con- that they contracted with um, is a company called Proterra. They have since, I guess, have filed bankruptcy, but not until Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm had made millions in stock <laughs> options. Yeah, well, and she's, of course, you know, we throw back to when she uh, got stuck. Or you, know, you remember that story oh, where, yeah, on her little so EV fun. tour, for those of you that don't remember, yeah, she got stuck and she had one of her staffers use a gas-powered car to sit yes. at the pump at, a, at an <laughs> And EV block station. it. At, at yeah, a- and and so this pregnant woman calls the cops. <laughs> That's where all this goes, because it's the same thing in California. We have rolling blackouts. We have energy insecurity yeah. problems. And yeah. Newsom doesn't want to admit it. Yeah. He doesn't want to touch it with a 10-foot pole because he's completely bought and paid for by the green lobbies, by yeah. the climate mafia. So yeah. He, I don't know if it's a lack of courage or because he is just so corrupt, but you see the same thing in California, not to the same extent with the weather, thankfully. Yeah. that's Because that's a real factor that we're missing out on, thankfully. Because that's – I can't even imagine being stuck sub-zero. It's a blizzard outside. You're on an EV bus that was supposed to take you home. Yeah. <laughs> I one, mean, of the many, one of the million things with the computers that chips goes wrong. Surprise, yeah. surprise. Uh and here we are. So I mean, it, it, yeah. I mean, if you're going to be crazy stupid, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. at least do it in a, in a place that has decent climate. <laughs> <laughs> it's just easier to be dumb when the weather's nice. Yeah, I guess, you know? exactly. Um, speaking of stupid, uh, we are, you know, everybody's, this is like obviously major travel weekend, right? Airlines packed. Um I haven't I haven't witnessed this myself, even though I flew out from San Diego last weekend and it was crazy busy. Um, but Ashley St. Clair has been doing a lot of good reporting on the number of illegal aliens, particularly in Arizona, uh, that are flying. And um, uh, I, I think it was Senator Cruz the other day who was busting Mayorkas or hearing or something that had to do with the fact that illegal aliens. We reported last week or so that there was 300 or so supposedly camped at the San Diego airport. I did not see them. Um, but I'm seeing reports today that um, 90% of passengers flying out of Laredo, Texas, are illegal aliens, and the Border Patrol is not testing them for dangerous infectious diseases. Now, you and I, imagine getting on a little plane. Remember, remember let's go back to COVID. You couldn't, you had to wear a mask. You had to be tested. I, had to, I canceled a trip to Mexico because it was like I didn't want to get stuck in Mexico. If I got tested with COVID, I couldn't come back for weeks. Mm-hmm. But yet we've got illegal aliens pouring across the border. They don't, have to, they don't have to have a TSA or background check. They don't have ID. They don't have any of the requirements on them that we have. Yeah, no, and it's, it's actually sort of interesting, too, because historically— I mean, look at the Irish. My people were denied entry in some cases to this country because uh, they were they were there was Irish people with typhoid. Yes, and and, and people said it was the Irish virus, and so people mm. people act like this is an un, an unprecedented thing, saying we don't want to spread some sort of sickness or illness. Even just the basic idea, we're not going to screen people. We're yeah. going to bring them to the country, fly them around. We hope that they don't do anything bad or anything wrong, aside from being here unlawfully. 
at the taxpayer's dime, right? Because we've also talked about the fact that we're throwing away thousands of these meals every single day because migrants don't want to take the sandwiches that they're being given. Well, the whole and now thing they're going around, the... by the way, in New right. York City, door to door, begging locals for money. Right. Colin the... Rugg's been reporting on that within yeah. the last hour. So this is what it's like. Welcome to Sanctuary City. But America edition. Biden well, has made yeah, every and, city a sanctuary city. Right. And in post 9-11 America, we know that we've got terrorists. We know yep. at least it, just yep. since October, 13,000 special interest aliens have come across uh, the border. They're, they're given that classification because they're coming from terror-infested countries. We know that 10 IEDs were found at the border. We know the San Diego Border Patrol has warned about Hamas-style attacks. And Christopher Ray has— as well and all the yeah, drug trafficking yeah. is killing Americans. Yeah, but just the terrorism alone. Yeah, Remember yeah. the shoe bomber on the planes? Mm-hmm. The whole point— of us having a TSA and having all these extra crap that we have to go through as Americans at the airlines was supposed to be to protect us from Islamic terror, and now they're just putting them on the planes. I don't know how many. If we if we know that we've had at least sixty, now a seventy-five to a hundred thousand special interest aliens, some of these people on these airplanes are Islamic terrorists that have come here specifically to kill Americans. We have to go through, we have to practically have a proctology exam to get on an airplane, but they're putting terrorists on planes with us. All right, we're going to take a break. We come, oh, and by the way, and uh, seeing another report, an illegal alien from Colombia was released in the, in the U.S., and guess what his check-in date is? 2031. Wow. Yeah. Almost 10 years. 10 years. Wow. Fun. Fun times. Let's continue the fun. <laughs> We're going to take a break. We come back. Uh, yeah, um, I, we've got some clips to play for you guys from Ron DeSantis because uh, he did an interview with somebody I know, actually, David Brody from RAV. And some of his comments have, have uh, just really explained a lot as to why DeSantis is struggling in the primary statement. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea Kay on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay show. What's the old saying? It's all over, but the shouting. Is that the old saying? Look, this primary is donezo. It was donezo. Uh, Even before the Supreme Court came out today, if you missed last hour, we talked about the breaking news today that the Supreme Court put a lump of coal in special counsel Jack Smith's stocking and said, no, we're not going to speed things along for you in the uh, immunity uh, issue in the Jan 6, the indictments, four indictments against Trump in the Jan 6 case so that Jack Smith can expedite things and try to get Trump convicted in a D.C. court in time to stop him from winning the nomination and becoming reelected. Um. Uh, so um, we also talked about why ultimately between that and the classified documents case that really they're running out of time to stop President Trump. And so I think it's becoming clear for the Ron DeSantis campaign that it's time to, to move on. There's discussions being talked about right now as the establishment tries to push push Nikki Haley on to Trump. Don Jr. and others have said, ain't no way. I don't think Trump is going to—I think the left is trying to push that. 
um, I, I, the, not only are they trying to push it as the establishment, they're trying to upset MAGA by making MAGA think that Trump's actually going to pick a VP, uh, pick Nikki Haley for VP. It's it's not going to happen. So there's a whole lot of last ditch attempts on the part of the DeSantis team and the media to try to make you think that there's some legs left. Um, DeSantis needs to pull off the uncomfortable high heel boots, man, because he he if if he did have, have any any chance left, he killed it off today with some comments that he made about the cases happening. I've got two clips loaded. Play the second one because I think that was the first one that I want to play. If I could have one thing change, I wish Trump hadn't been indicted on any of this stuff. I mean, honestly, I I think that you know from Alvin Bragg on. Um, I've criticized the cases. I think, you know, someone like a Bragg would not have brought that case if it was anyone other than Donald Trump. And so, you know, he, someone like that's distorting justice, which is bad. But I also think it distorted the primary. Um, and I think it's, it's been, it's been, th- those have kind of been the main issues that have happened. Because it's helped last... him, is that what you're saying? And so therefore... It's, it's... Bo- both that, but then it also is just crowded out, I think, so much other stuff. And it sucked out a lot of oxygen. Wow couple things first of all um the he specifically chooses to talk about alvin bragg is there anybody right now who thinks the alvin bragg stormy daniels um is the threat to donald trump right now and the big attempt to try to stop donald trump and the biggest threat to us as americans is there anybody who thinks that at the out who even remembers right now alvin bragg Right? Nobody. Nobody, Nobody that, remembers it. It's ancient history at this point. It's, it's ancient so history. It's not even worth talking about. It's completely irrelevant. And there's a reason I'm going to play, play another clip in a moment that will explain why he's going there. But he kills himself right off the bat with that. Number, thing, number two is a lie because one of the things that I talked about angrily the day of Alvin Bragg uh, when, it, when there was leaks that Alvin Bragg was going to indict, one of the things I said, Ron DeSantis Really, he hadn't declared that he was going to run yet. And I've got a good friend of mine on his team, John Cardillo. And I was like, Cardillo, man, I was I was so angry that Ron DeSantis did. Because I'd been questioning going back for three years whether where he stood on the deep state. And he proved to me on the day of the Alvin Bragg announcement there would be an indictment. He stood up there and, and, and he's saying now that he spoke out against it. Here's what he said that day. And if you were listening to me, you know how mad I was. He said, I wouldn't know anything about paying off porn lawyers. He characterized it as a low-level beef between a DA and just some, some any old, you know, city councilman on the block. Completely minimized what was going on here. The purpose behind these indictments in order to try to take down a former president for political reasons. And then he was nasty and smarmy at the same time. He could not have killed himself more to me, and it, it, than, than he did in that moment. So he's lying right there when he's talking about how he spoke out against all these cases. But then he goes on to basically say, this is, and by the way, this is his regret. He can't acknowledge anything that he's done wrong. What a narcissistic, tiny man. It makes me really angry. If somebody asks you, "What's your? Do you have any regrets on how you've run anything?" You, 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 you know, it's kind of like a job interview. 
what's your what's your greatest weakness? I'm a perfectionist. You know, uh, one time I was asked, you know, something, and I said, oh, you know, how should we remember you? I'm like, oh, don't remember the suit because my roommate had borrowed my really nice suit and left it filthy in my closet, and I couldn't wear it, and so I made a joke out of it. But it was true because I had to show up in a non-interview suit, so I made a joke out of it. I owned it, right? His his he's actually acting as though. I wish Trump hadn't been indicted. These indictments against a former president to destroy our nation, destroy our First Amendment rights, to steal the election away from the people. He makes it all about himself. How it affected him. I want to play the other clip and then we're going to discuss. And so, um, you know, some of these some of these guys like Bragg, you know, they, they abuse their power. I mean, incidentally, he's a Soros-backed prosecutor. I'm the only one in the country. I've removed two, one from Tampa and one from Orlando. Again, first of all, he pivots, makes it all about himself. The DeSantis team has been saying for three days, Trump needs to, you know, Trump doesn't care about whether or not how this affects the other people, the American people. He only cares about this, how it affects him. Well, does Ron DeSantis, is he, is he, can, he's, he's not mentioned Jack Smith. He's not mentioned Fannie Willis. He hasn't mentioned Letitia James. No, all he does is talk about Alvin Bragg so that he can then try to say, look at me, I've taken on the deep state because I got rid of a couple DAs. Once again, this proves to me my biggest issue with Ron DeSantis. He's mischaracterizing what's happening with the weaponized Department of Justice as a low-level beef with some DAs instead of the federal government seeking to destroy millions of people, not just President Trump, but millions of Americans. What happened in Colorado is not just a speed bump to you and making it hard for you and your campaign, Ron DeSantis. It's about destroying this nation going forward through Donald J. Trump. And quite frankly, every time he opens his mouth, he proves to me that he that he is probably the worst candidate who has ever tried to run for he makes Dukakis in the tank look like a good move your thoughts yeah wow well I think the first thing that I would say is to your point it's just incredibly disappointing to hear a front runner a GOP nominee instead of saying oh well this is one of my fellow candidates one of my fellow Americans an America first person or whatever we should throw our support behind Trump and do everything we can to combat this kind of tyranny he completely minimizes it and dismisses it and moves on to a couple of things that he's done here and there so it's just a classic self-serving politician spin operation but it's also interesting because he acts like hadn't hadn't he basically because what he's saying at the same time is had Trump not been indicted right now, he would be doing well in the polls. Right. He would be doing well in the primary. He makes it seem like the persecution of Trump has given Trump a lot of oxygen in the room and therefore damaged his campaign and undermined his popularity. Ron, you're just not a popular politician for you're, your you're own terrible reasons. At it. it has nothing to do There's, with Donald Trump. Right. Take that factor completely out of it. I don't think Ron DeSantis' campaign ever would have taken off. No. doesn't matter how many times you run the simulation. He's just not that charming. He's not that likable. And he's not even really particularly all that strong when it comes to the most most important issues facing conservatives, which at this point is the deep state. Yeah. Because they are constantly targeting us. They want to lock us up, shut us up, silence us, muzzle us, do everything they can to kill off conservative America. That's what they're trying to do. And he just doesn't get it. No, I've been questioning. 
Biden. No, he doesn't. And in fact, not only does he he not get it, um, he's seeking to benefit from it. That's the only reason why he's still in the race is mm-hmm. because he's there was probably the, the only person more disappointed today than Jack Smith in the SCOTUS hearing was Ron DeSantis. <laughs> And it's no different than Bill Barr last night. At least Bill Barr said in, in relation to the Colorado thing that it was untenable yeah, and yes. it was a bad ruling. DeSantis still has not even spoken on it. He what? hasn't spoken about the Jack Smith Jan 6 uh, indictments. He hasn't yeah. spoken about Fannie Willis and what's going on in Georgia. He hasn't spoken about the classified documents case that happened in his state. The, Jan, the majority of the Jan 6 defendants are from the state of Florida. And I'm sick and tired of hearing DeSantis people talk about Trump should have uh, given them a blanket immunity. What has Ron DeSantis done for his citizens of his own state? How many of them voted for him to be governor, thinking that he was actually going to govern, only then to go and get his friends in the in the Republican legislature to change the law for him so that he could stay governor and run for president at the same time? And he's got some major crises happening in his state. There's an insurance crisis down there. Hardly anybody can get homeowner's insurance in the state of Florida. They're about to go belly under. I mean, they're about to face a serious housing crisis down there because if people can't get insurance on their home— they're going to leave, okay? They're going to they're going to foreclose on their homes and go somewhere else. Major problems happening in the state. I don't, you know, I I don't even, and quite frankly, it's also not just that he's when it comes to the self awareness point. It is about Trump as well. He's a horrible candidate. He would have never been. The DeSantis team likes to talk about the fact that oh, he won such a great reelection. That couldn't have been possible yeah, if, if he hadn't won in the first place. And the only reason why he was able to won, run was because Trump got him over the finish line. He was going to lose to crackhead Gilliam. He was going to lose because he's a horrible candidate. And and on top of it, if you're going to decide to run for president and, you, and you've got a charisma problem, you don't go up against the most charismatic, most beloved president who had the— had it stolen from him three years prior. Had Ron DeSantis waited until 2028, the entire course of his career would have been radically different. This has been complete. I think he's done irreparable damage to his own legacy, to his own brand, to his own name, his own administration. Truly catastrophic damage. And you're right. Part of it is absolutely the, the timing and the fact that he's going up against someone who's really revived the conservative base mm-hmm. for the first time since Reagan. And if and he was smart, right? And if he was smart, he would have run a campaign like Vivek Ramaswamy. Yep. He would have said, "Look, you know, I, I'm I'm pulling out of Colorado." There, at no point has Vivek Ramaswamy said everybody should drop out of the race and 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 get behind Trump. At no point has he ever. I mean, he continues to argue yes. for himself. Yes. He just doesn't. He just doesn't in a way that argues for himself on behalf of conservative issues. Versus Ron DeSantis has actually moved. He's. He, He's like embracing, he and his team are embracing the left and actually using the language of the left to try to destroy Trump and MAGA for their own benefit. And if you're going to be that stupid in the primary race, you're not going to be able to run an effective campaign against Joe Biden. All right, we're going to take a break because there's a really interesting good news story coming out of Southern California when it comes to cultural Marxist movement. We're going to talk about that when we come back. AK, 
dynamite in a dress or just andrea k whatever you call her she's on the answer san diego welcome back to tonight's andrea k show you know a lot of times and i'm sure you experience this too sesame People like on social media or whatever, they hear some crazy story. First of all, they don't think that there's any conservatives in California. If there's any bad news story, it's, oh, well, you know, we don't have any sympathy for you. You live in California as though we're all stupid and we all vote for the nonsense that happens here. Um, And there's many, this is such a phenomenal place to live that there's many of us that say, you know what, at least I want to try to fight instead of just packing up and moving to Boise. I saw some YouTube channel this morning like, oh, the 10 cities that people are going to move to in 2024 and leave California. And it's like Boise. (laughs) <laughs> um, when the average cost of a home is 550000 no, not to Boise, okay? I'd stay here in a studio before I'd go there. <laughs> and But we do have a lot of conservatives, believe it or not, in Southern Cal that are here and they're fighting. Case in point, nominee for here of the week for me is the city of Huntington Beach. Uh, there's an agenda item that they introduced on December 19th that forbids any programming that pertains to previously established honorary celebrations um, for women, people of color, and LBGT groups um, to stop them from taking place on city-owned properties, including libraries, or being featured in city communications, such as social media posts, according to Natalie Mosier, a city council member who voted against the action. Um so basically what they're saying is, is we're tired of, um, they're tired of uh, month-long celebrations of black history, women's history and pride. And, um, you know, they, they want to get back to California celebrating California's history and the United States. Yep. That's, that's, their, that's within their purview. Totally. Everything else has been a co-opting of yes. the local government. And yes. it needs to stop. So. More power to them, truly. And by the way, Huntington Beach is a beautiful area. It is. It truly is. San Diego and and all of uh, SoCal is so underestimated. People think it's all desert or all beach. California is remarkable. We have desert, beach, mountains, snow, all of it. And by the way, this state used to be run by Ronald Reagan. There Mm -hmm. are a lot of conservatives here. Yeah. um, And people need to realize that. And and there are people who are fighting on the ground each and every day to make it good and to Mm -hmm. make it better. And to repeal this nonsense. So that that's a good news story for me. That's a great yeah. news story. Yeah, absolutely. Truly. This, this by the way, a lot of people don't know, they had voted themselves a no mask and no vaccine mandate city. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, because, you know, Huntington Beach used to be, it's, it, and by the way, if y'all don't know, it's, it's you know, basically, it's like Orange County, yeah. mm-hmm. top Orange County, yeah. basically. Um, and for if y'all watched the show, was it Laguna Beach? Was that the reality show from years ago that then became The Hills? So it's Maybe, Laguna yeah. Beach, Huntington yeah, yeah. Beach. So it's uh, just to give people a perspective. Um, so this is this is you know Huntington Beach is it, it is just also I think it's also. Where they had was that where the Italian restaurant was? Yes, yeah. that refused to close down. Yeah, and and there were there well. were a lot of sheriffs up there in, mm-hmm. in parts of Orange County that were completely non compliant, and they they stood strong by their businesses, their gyms, churches. It was really really nice to see that. Yeah, they had. Um, they also had a Stop the Steal rally in 2020. <laughs> they had a White Lives Matter rally. 
Man, I want to move to Huntington Beach. I know, <laughs> oh, right? <all> right. <laughs> I know, right? Um, so, of course, the left is hysterical over this, saying this is just an ignorant attempt to try to make the utopia that they accuse everyone else of trying to create. No, what this is about is this is about we're going to unite as a, as, as a city around our city, around California, and around the United States of America instead of the divisiveness of identity politics, which is about which is about um, uh, well, it's anti-American. It's anti-American. I mean, they're trying to and divide people. It's they division. Want, they want warfare and division and polarization. Right. That's what they're trying to do: is tear us apart at the seams. And they do it race, class, any way they can. They attack the the social fabric of this mm-hmm. state. That's what they want to pit Californians against each right. other. So we have to be better than that. We have to see the games that they're playing mm-hmm. and rise above that. It, it's not the ju- it's not the local government's job. To sit here and fund pride parades. That is not a yeah. priority of local government. It never has been. Local up until government 10 should years ago. never be. Local government should have never gotten involved in that. Yep. What are you doing getting involved in celebrating who people are having sex with? Seriously. That's disgusting. Not they're, on the, yeah, they're, unbelievable. They're, you're, they're, no, they're, that's inappropriate. Now, and, and, and I can say that, and that doesn't mean. That I don't, you know, have sex with whoever you want. But uh, the government never goes around saying, "Here's heterosexual day." Exactly. Why, why exactly. you know, I don't go around talking about who I have sex with. Exactly. It's it's the principle. It's not the government's job. No. We, it, it's it has nothing to do with the only thing they need to focus on is our state history. That's right. Our our, our local it. laws and empowering stop all this. Yeah. Stop dividing all. us up into groups, and then you can have this month and that month and that. No. Exactly. Bingo. Yeah, I'm sick of it, including the women's crap. And one of the reasons why I'm sick of this month long LBGT stuff is because I'm sick of the way that it's it's preying upon children. And what is wrong with there's something really wrong with this culture. And I'm and and don't get me wrong, I see heterosexuals at time out in public behaving in a way that I think is inappropriate sexually, particularly young girls. Um, but I don't remember the last time I saw a heterosexual couple openly having sex in the middle of the street, let alone in front of children. What's going on at these pride parades is complete perversion. You want to do that in your own home, I don't give a crap, okay? What I care about is, and, and that should never be sanctioned, no firefighter, no police officer should be forced to participate in any of these parades because we've got that crap going on. Um, so no, hat tip to to Huntington Beach. I love this. Love this story. Um, so they are a nominee for Hero of the Week. Um, another story that I'm digging is coming back again out of Georgia and a federal jury <laughs> in Northern District of Georgia has convicted a Georgia attorney and former city of Atlanta police officer of fraudulently obtaining over $7 million in loans under the Paycheck Protection Program. Um, Sheila Robertson, 62, of Atlanta, was found guilty of multiple counts of fraud. She was an attorney. And good. I think that we need we need more of people that because uh, COVID, the way COVID was used, uh, not just as a way uh, for communistic controls, but by um, people like out of Hollywood, like the Kardashians, taking these PPP loans for their businesses. Um, it's it, it, d- disgusting the way COVID was used as a money laundering scheme. It was. It, it became a way for people to basically embezzle taxpayer dollars yeah. to get handouts mm-hmm. when they didn't really need it, while many other people, especially yeah. in the state, were forced into unemployment yeah. and forced into yeah. poverty. I mean, April of 2020, you had millions of people uh, applying for unemployment, yeah. including I, I lost my job. I was told, that's it. There's no recourse for you. The government gives me a $6 check once a month. Meanwhile, the Kardashians, who yeah. are already loaded, are embezzling 
gambling more of our money. Yeah. Unbelievable. Despicable. And someone like Newsom would, of course, let it happen. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't know how hard, well, he was, he, how closely he was following the money, but I doubt it, considering his winery was open and he was oh, gallivanting yeah. Plump around. Jack. Yeah, Plump Jack and, and, and yeah. Plump Jack's mm-hmm. uh, ski resort, I think they got, you he know. He was going amazed. around town with California health officials. Yeah. Going to fancy dinner, birthday parties in the summer of 2020. Yeah, it was crazy. All riots are sweeping the state and we're all locked inside like animals. Unbelievable. Uh, unbelievable is right. All right, we're going to take a break. We come back. Final segment of tonight's Andrea K Show. Stay tuned. Andrea K, bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to the Andrea K Show on the Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Final segment of the show here, Hero of the Week and Stink of the Week, coming in a moment. Um, nominee for both Hero and Stink is uh, Mop Hit, Corrine Jean Pierre. Um, she's uh, she's partly hero to me because she's such a source of humor and laughter. And today, and I always talk about how much I love when the lefties hoist themselves up by their own petards, and she did. <laughs> I just love this woman. Says me, please play the clip of her talking about how confident people are in the economy now. Inf- um, inflation fell to the lowest level in three years. That's important. Uh, consumer confidence is at the, the highest level since uh, since July and the second highest level in two years. And so we're <laughs> glad to see that Americans are feeling more confident about the economy. <laughs> oh, inflation's gone down since it was three years ago, since, since he first took office and it skyrocketed to the worst in like 50 years, right? Oh, yeah. Yay. I only paid four sixty nine for gas a gallon uh, two days ago instead of, you know, five thirty nine. Yay me, right? Right? Oh, it, and it was it was a lot. I remember last summer it was an oceanside. It was eight dollars and fifty cents a yeah. gallon, and I was working for a Republican congressional candidate who had a debate at a local community college. And Biden came to town, and Gavin Newsom came to town, and Todd Gloria came to the college to stump for Biden across the street, talking about cutting prices and creating an economy that works for everybody across the street from a station where Crazy. they're charging nearly nine dollars. Crazy. Nearly $9 for 87 unleaded yeah. in Oceanside, California. Yeah, but see, now that it's down to $5, we're supposed to act like that's some kind of like achievement <laughs> when in November of 2020, it was about a buck eighty-seven. okay? Not to mention the fact she's talking about how people are so much more confident yesterday. A new poll came out. 66% of Americans are pessimistic about the future in the economy. 66%. That I would is expect it. it to be higher. Yeah, wow. that's to, Well, that's a high number. It is. When you think about uh, that only, uh, yeah, you're thinking, well, who's the 34% that's who thinks other, things are going yeah, I, good? Well, it's the 1%. It's the liberal, you know, the, the you know, lim- limousine liberals. And it's also the millions of illegals in this country. And it's also the... Um, it, it's also the lefties that are on the the uh, the dole. It's the young lefty adults that actually are feeling optimistic about you know socialism being the future of this country. <laughs> the other, I, I think it actually pretty much probably represents the split of where we're at in this country in terms of regular Americans who understand the way things should be and the crazy commies and lefties. If so, I'm glad because that yeah. gives me hope that we'll get Biden out of office right. quickly. Yeah. Because if there's one way to tank your administration and your chances at re-election, it's making it 
unaffordable to live, right, to have right. a family, to go to school, yeah. to start a business, to take out a yeah. loan for a car or to pay up because interest yeah. rates are soaring. So any kind of loan you get, it's unbelievable. You're basically paying two car payments or two mortgages yeah. because interest is that high. Right. And now they're going to try to lower interest, but that means inflation is going to go back up because exactly. people are going to start spending. This exactly. is an, this, That's how the cycle of inflation works. Paul Volcker learned about it during the 80s with Reagan. We're learning about it again today. That's mm-hmm. how it goes. Yep. And so I and and I love it when they try to gaslight. Oh, you know, Americans are so much more confident. So then this NBC reporter, she goes into a restaurant or I don't know if it was this reporter, but she's reporting on one of their one of their people going in um, and asking them, hey, who else excited about (laughs) about the economy right now? If you can play that. So many of the economic indicators and what the White House has been trying to message and trying to tout is that, look, the economy is is on the up and up. We've avoided this recession that everyone was worried was going to happen, uh, that inflation is easing, wages are rising, the markets are doing well. But when you get on the ground and you talk to people, that's just not hitting home. Take a listen. Who feels good about the economy right now? Show of hands. Who feels bad about the economy right now? Mm, All mm -hmm. right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Getting mugged by reality. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And the NBC reporter is like, you know, it's just not playing on the ground. You can gaslight the American people over calling Republicans bigots if they don't want to go along with this. You can gaslight the American people on foreign policy on Ukraine. uh, But you can't gaslight the American people over over numbers and economics because there's no way to uh, there's no way to avoid it when when they're going to this store and it you know and and like we already talked about going from eight dollars a gallon of gas down to five is not going to be considered uh, great on the part of the americans it's, it's just not it's just not well no and think about it not that long ago we were exporting oil and yeah. gas was a dollar a dollar two dollars a gallon yeah so it's it's people are seeing the contrast and they're realizing wait a minute yeah. actually this whole biden administration the adults are back in charge and decency's back in the room it's like actually turns out your your fiscal policy and your economic policy is ridiculous and that's what happens when you put someone like janet yellen in charge of the treasury mm-hmm. what, what else did you think was going to happen i mean she's busy eating chinese mushrooms well, who knows what <laughs> janet yellen does in a single day but i know this right she's not stabilizing the economy well, for no. anybody well one thing that we can know too is let's remind everybody that the one of the first things every every issue that we have right now has been manufactured and designed by the democrats the first thing that joe biden did when he took office was to remove the sanctions against Russia to go uh, to reinstate uh, the, the ban on Keystone and to open up the border. What they're doing, what the Democrat Party is doing to the poor people in this country is absolutely criminal. It truly is. And I think, um, you know, Chicago... Uh, a bunch of citizens from Chicago have asked Trump that we need to say we need Trump here to come here and help clean up this mess. I think Trump needs to go and walk the streets of Chicago and needs to reach out to them and, and go yep. into all the poor communities yep. and uh, and just say, I feel your pain and what's going on and talk about how he can restore the economy again, just like he did before. Yeah, that, That's what people, again, even just to watch you know, illegal immigrants going door to door in New York City when people are barely surviving on their own, begging for a handout is so ironic to me. Yeah. And so it's like a slap in the face. It is. To the people who've been paying into the systems, paying their taxes, following the rules, trying to be good citizens. And what do they get for it? 
record high economic mismanagement, corruption out the wazoo, and an invasion yeah. at the southern border. And it's it's co- coming at our expense. Again, yeah. we're throwing away food for people that don't want it while homeless veterans sit on the street and rot. And the U.S. Yeah. government's letting it happen. The Biden administration is letting it happen. Well, you know what? And and I'm disappointed in Speaker Johnson, too. The Republican Party that has, been, has contributed as much as the Democrats to the overspending. Speaker Mike Johnson, where are all the appropriations yeah. bills? What has he done since he took over? He could have, I mean, he's still funding special counsel Jack Smith with our taxpayer dollars. And as a constitutional attorney, and he's a, he probably yeah. knows that this is bogus. Yeah, so you know what? Speaker Mike Johnson might be my stink of the week uh, for this week. Who's your stink? He's my stink of the week. Yeah. Yeah, he is. Yeah. He should know better. So yeah. he knows and he just doesn't care. That's, that, that's yeah. the only conclusion I have. What else could it be? Well, you know what? It's our last few moments before Christmas. I just want to to let you guys know how much we love you. We appreciate you. We're so blessed to have you. We thank the Lord. Thank you, Jesus, uh, and and the Lord for sending Jesus to die on the cross for our sins. We're going to celebrate him on Monday. We will be back Tuesday right here at 6 p.m. on AM 1170. We love you all. Thank you, Jesus, and we'll see you Tuesday. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.